Hello, I'm Becky Tuttle, City Council Member representing District 2. Welcome to Council Chat, and today I am joined by my dear friend, Council Member Brian Fry. Hey, Becky. How are you doing? I'm ready for the weekend. Nice It's a holiday weekend. weekend. I'm really looking forward to getting out and spending some time with my family. That's awesome. It's supposed to be a little bit cool, but I don't think we're supposed to get as much rain, so that's great. That'd be nice. We've needed the rain, but I'm ready for some vitamin uh, C, right? Vitamin D. Sun. 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 Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and in, I'm, like many people, I'm suffering from allergy, sinus issues right now, so I'm excited to have the sun come out and maybe dry some things up. But last week at the workshop, we had an update on the water treatment plant, and Council Member Fry, I know that that's a committee you're on. Is there any news you want to share, anything you want to give us, any updates? You know, it's a fantastic project. It's the city's largest capital project I think that we've ever taken on at one time. Kellogg obviously has been over 30, 40, 50 years, but um, this water treatment facility is replacing the one that was built in 1939, and it's been needed for some time. Uh, It's been a project that's in the works for several years getting to this point. Uh, Surprisingly, there are people that still don't know what that construction site is. There's two giant cranes on the site right now. And people drive by and they go, what's what's going on over there? Well, it's been under construction for a year already. It's a $500 plus million project. It won't be completed until 2024. But the good news is uh, we're on schedule. Um, everything is falling in the way it's supposed to. There's been no surprises, knock on wood. You're starting to see some vertical forms starting to take place there. You're starting to see some walls get constructed. It's right across from the Sedgwick County Zoo along Zoo Boulevard. And you can't miss it. You go by the site. Uh, but the good news that we heard uh, Tuesday at the workshop was that everything's on track. It's, it's proceeding as planned, on schedule. Um, they are working behind the scenes on some training opportunities and reaching out to DBE and EBE. These are diversified and emerging business opportunities for uh, minorities and small business uh, opportunities for them to be participating in it and some training opportunities to learn how to do business with the city. Uh, So there's a lot of good coming out of this project. Um, It's going to take a while, of course, but we've asked them to continue to give us progress reports uh, you know, every so often so that people know what's happening with it and they can see that it's literally coming out of the ground the way it's supposed to. Give give people confidence that their tax dollars and their uh, user dollars are going to something that's generational. And it, it's really going to affect our community for you know, next 50, 60 years. It's another project that you and I are serving on the steering committee together is for BNR, um, sewage treatment plant, right. essentially, right? And so last night I was having a meeting with some constituents, and they asked what's new and exciting in the city. And, of course, your, your mind's flooded with a million different things you could think of. But I mentioned the fact that we're doing two legacy projects yeah. at the same time to do a water treatment plant and a sewage treatment plant during my term, I, I just think it's such an honor. And if we do this right, and I think we are and we will, you know, these brick and mortar infrastructures will last 80 years, you know, so we're talking not only decades, but generations to come. So it's just a really exciting time for our public works department. And I did give them some special praise on Tuesday because they're doing this in addition to everything that they always do. Right. 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 Especially with two systems that have been around for a long time. 
and it's it's uh, duct tape and bailing wire to keep them operating, keep them maintained, especially in, in heavy times. Right now, there's a lot of use, especially with water, with everyone, you know, getting their yards going again and so forth and car washing season. It's there's a lot more use in the gallons per day demand is high which puts a strain on the systems. So they're trying to do all of that as well as, hey, build a half a million dollar water treatment plant and a $400 million uh, sewer treatment plant. You're absolutely right. These are legacy projects that are really going to position our community for the future to allow us to continue to grow and attract industry and have those utilities at a very affordable rate um, so that people do want to continue to live here and they're not driven away by the high cost of water. Make it easy to do business and economical to do business here. So I was pleasantly surprised when I opened my agenda packet um, and I saw quite a few issues from District 2 this time. (laughs) I had lots of little post-it notes for my district. Um, There's there's an IRB for a plastic surgery center in District 2. Also, a topic that I know some folks are really interested in is star bonds for Top Golf, that is also in District Two at the Ninety Six and Greenwich Corridor. Um, and Brian, I know this is something you. And when I first came on council, you office next to me, and you were very helpful for me to understand because it is really confusing. And you know, I don't have a background in finance, so you you have to to learn. And and we have a fantastic finance team here who's been really great at providing tutorials for me. But we have star bonds. We have TIFs, we have CIDs and IRBs, as I mentioned, maybe just, you know, the kind of, how would you explain it to your neighbor if they see you get in your mail, the different types of financing tools for people who may not be aware? Sure, absolutely. And I'm not a finance guy either. I had to (laughs) learn from people before me. Yeah. So uh, we just keep paying it forward. Um, An important thing to note is both uh, IRBs, star bonds, CIDs, these are all tools in our tool chest that we allow for developers projects to make use of uh, to help bring their projects in line and make it more affordable for them to do an IRB basically allows the uh, securities for the the proceeds of the development to be used to pay it back for those investors so there's no risk to taxpayers the investors that buy those securities are the ones that are paying it up front and then the profits from that project pay them back Uh, and star bonds work the same way in that the sales tax, the new sales tax that's being uh, collected from that project goes back to help pay for it. So there's no dollars out of the city of Wichita cash registers, so to speak. It's new dollars that are being created, whether it's profit from that project or sales tax from that project, that allows those projects to get paid back without us backing it. It's not the city of Wichita giving money up front. And these projects are tied to job creation. They're tied to performance of new sales tax, new property tax generation. So uh, we expect returns on these, and they have to fill out documentation that show what they're going to do and how they're going to deliver. That's why we do these things, and that's why we have these in place. Like I said, they're important parts of our tool chest, and they're available to anybody that wants to meet those pro formas. And so it's, it's not unlike what other cities do. Yeah, absolutely. And other states have star bonds in addition to just Kansas. We're not unique in right. that. But they it call re- it something different, but yeah, it's the same principle. It is. And it just allows us to be able to bring some some world-class amenities that we might not be able to have right. otherwise, such as the baseball stadium downtown right. as an example. But again, a star bond is not a new tax. Yeah. You're not paying anything on top of it. It's just taking that sales tax, and instead of it going to the state general fund, it's going back to the project. And once it's paid off, 
then the state starts collecting yeah. it just like normal. Yeah. So, so it doesn't affect the residents in any way nope. except for the positive that they get the amenities. So I anticipate a pretty robust discussion on Tuesday. I think people will have some questions and I have asked staff and I know you have as well um, just to make sure that we try and explain it really well right. and not use acronyms and not use jargon and, and make sure that you know right. we're all we're all doing a good job of letting our constituents know how we're moving forward. That's right. And uh, also on Tuesday, we've got several capital improvement projects and uh, continuing to maintain uh, our facilities and making improvements to them, whether it's at Century 2, ADA accommodations, so forth, uh, throughout city facilities, parking lot repairs, um, fire alarm systems. You know, this is part of maintaining a, a core infrastructure and taking better care of our properties. Uh, and the investments that the taxpayers have already paid for. You know, we need to make sure that we're taking care of our facilities the right way and continue to invest in them, keep them up to date, keep them safe, keep them operational. And so, you know, this is typically the time of year where we do all of these. And I think we did several last week, and then we got a few more this week. And again, it's just taking better care of our facilities. So you're going to hear some of those on Tuesday as well. And one thing that's always an added benefit too, and even when we go back and talk about Top Golf, is that you know we forget sometimes when we do these capital improvement programs, it's win-win for the city because not only are we working on maintaining our infrastructure and our own facilities, but it's also going to be you know helping the economy by putting people to work. Right? If we're working on an right. HVC system or whatever it may be, we have to employ people to be able to do that. So it's it's win-win. That's right. We're also going to be uh, going to consider extending our open air ICT program for another five years. I remember, I can't remember if it was the budget meeting or if it was the mask meeting, but we had an eight or nine hour meeting and then the poor staff had to sit through the entire thing so that they could present this to us. And I remember thinking, this is a fantastic idea and just another great way for us to do business in the city of Wichita and it allows businesses to extend their capacity because essentially they can take their dining space and also now have it outside. It was launched during the pandemic to really help businesses, mm -hmm. but then also to help people feel safe if they felt more comfortable eating outside and to help the businesses recoup the losses from you know forced social distancing and utilize sidewalks in the right of way. So that it was a really creative solution that um, our planning department and, and public works and economic development all came together and put it together pretty quickly and, and made it as easy as we could for businesses to be able to apply, to be able to participate in the program. Yeah, and I think it also, especially in the core, it makes the downtown area so much more walkable and friendly and safe because you're seeing people being activated out on the sidewalks yeah, and the cafes it. and the little bistro areas. Um, it just makes it more friendly and more conversational and and people feel more comfortable. And again, it's it was rooted out of the pandemic, but it has this added benefit of just making it just feel so much more friendly and, and comfortable. Yeah, every and once so. in a while, there's just a little gem that came out of 2020 mm -hmm. from the pandemic. And I think this is definitely one of them. That's right. And now, especially with the weather being nicer, yeah. people are ready to get outside to really enjoy the weather and make use of these. And speaking of that, this weekend we also relaunch our queue line. That's right. And, you know, that's another thing that had was a temporary casualty of COVID. Um, we didn't have the opportunity to run our 
our trolley system. Since then, we've expanded it. We've now gone to a complete electric system. All the buses are electric, and there's no more diesel fuel with emissions, and they've got better seating. They're free Wi-Fi on them. So the Q-Line relaunches this week. It goes from Delano to uh, Clifton Square, and basically it passes every 15 minutes. So, you know, it's pretty frequent. And we have an app called the My Stop app that allows you to track where the trolleys are and when they're going to be coming back to where you're at. So it's real easy to find. The hours are Monday through Saturday. And I think on Saturday it's a little bit longer. I think they'll run till they run 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. So, again, as people are out and about and things are reopening and the weather's nicer, the queue line is back. They're totally different. They look completely different than what they used to look like. So that'll take some getting used to. But there's a big queue on the side. You can't miss it. But a nice thing, too, um, like I said, they're free. There's free Wi-Fi. You still have to wear a mask. That's a federal regulation right now for transit. Uh, We're also in need of drivers. So if you're looking for a job and you've driven a bus before, or you'd like to learn how to drive a bus, <laughs> we can help you with that because we do need drivers. So check out wichita.gov and you can find more information about that. But I'm really excited to see the Q-Line back running again. If I can, I'm going to tell a real quick Q-Line story. Is that okay? Absolutely. So um, it was back in 2019 and I was at a, a fundraiser for one of our local non-for-profits and a friend of mine who I don't see often enough came up to me and she said that her and her husband were so excited and that they wanted to tell me a story that a couple weekends prior and they live in District 2 which is the northeast portion of our community but they drove to College Hill and they had dinner and then they took the queue downtown and while they were downtown they walked and then they utilized bike share and then they utilized the scooters Mm -hmm. and then they took the queue back to their car and then they drove home to district two so they utilized five forms of transportation <laughs> and she said the most expensive one probably being the gas in our car yeah exactly right? because the queue was free and bike share and scooters are very reasonably priced but she said it really just felt like they got away for the day even though they were just right in the core of our great city yep. so i i just love that story and i, I like to tell that story because i think it shows that we're making progress for mobility of how we move around wichita right. and speaking of that it really is good timing with riverfront stadium having baseball now and for parking issues and and again i've not really had a lot of complaints about parking with the stadium but having the queue line it goes through the delano roundabout so you can get off right there and walk less than half a block to the stadium um so and then when you're done with the game or before the game you know you can stop at old mill tasty shop or any of the other neat restaurants on douglas or off of douglas and and enjoy a, a like you're in another yeah. mini vacation, right? Right. So We're also, you mentioned hiring. If anybody's looking for a job, uh, head over to wichita.gov if they're interested in being a driver. But we're also in need of lifeguards. Mm. Um, this being Memorial Day weekend, it's the official start of summer, I always tell people. <laughs> and our pools and splash pads are going to be open this weekend. And we have ribbon cuttings throughout the community. As a matter of fact, in less than an hour, I have one at Boston Park that I'm going to head to. So I'm really excited to go and to see um, one of the upsides of the pandemic. Again, one of the gems that came out of it is that we were able to make more progress on enhancements to our aquatics master plan while the water amenities were shut down. So while we weren't having pools and splash pads open for a year because of social distancing and safety precautions, we took advantage of that to enhance our 
our facilities, and I think the community is going to be really excited to see it. I, I don't think that people really know what a splash pad is until they see it. It's more like a splash water park. Yeah, I, and I think it's going to be a great adventure for families because yeah. what's really special about this Aquatics Master Plan is each pool and each water playground is different. No two are alike. They all have different amenities, uh, different themes, different art. And so every one of them is going to be an exploration. And so I encourage families to get out and do a passport to aquatics adventure, right? Go check them all out because you're going to see that each one offers something different that you didn't know we were doing. And there's going to be surprises. Some of these have hidden surprises that you might have to really search and find. But again, we're so excited about this. It's an opportunity to see something that we've never done before on this scale. We've opened a pool, we've opened a playground, but to do this many at one time and to unveil it all at once, I think that's just going to be a lot of fun for folks. And I love that idea that you had. We should think about trying to explore that, that, you know, for community members, make some sort of, you know, one pager or something for them, put something on our website. Wouldn't it be really cool if your goal for the summer with your kiddos, or even as adults, I'd go just me and my friends to um, try and get to every one of the new splash pads, pools, and then also the keepers in all Mm -hmm. the parks. Oh yeah, That could be a really good adventure And, and no cost or very right no that's just it yeah yeah. it's uh we've definitely uh kept our pool well the water playgrounds are free yeah uh but the pool centers the costs are very reasonable and um but it's just going to be great to see all those fun smiling faces because obviously last year like you said earlier we didn't get to have any of this and so it's it's and it's also the importance of learning how to swim and getting kids out there and that's such an important part of the program too so when I'm at Boston Park here in a little bit, I get the honor of making a few comments before we cut the ribbon. And I'm excited to say that, you know, some of our smallest Wichitans, our little kiddos, are the ones that last year didn't get to use it, and now they'll get to use it. So yep. excited for them. Yep. We'll kind of wrap this up just as a reminder that most city facilities are going to be closed on Monday due to the Memorial Day holiday. You can see a full list of closures on wichita.gov. We do have a council meeting on Tuesday. So I will see you next Tuesday. Absolutely. And we'll uh, get through that agenda. Meanwhile, I hope everyone has a safe and fun weekend. Yeah, and if you're traveling outside of our great city, safe travels, and we'll look forward to you returning. Thanks. Have a great weekend, everyone.